0: Hi there, hello, and welcome to episode 10 of the I Want to Party with Bob podcast. Uh, Tonight we're going to be talking about deaths in the Grand Canyon and also some ghost stories from the Grand Canyon. Uh, You know, we were there on a vacation Thanksgiving, the long Thanksgiving weekend in November of 2018, which is really where the inspiration for this came from. The Grand Canyon is gnarly. it's well, I'll get into that in just a sec, but uh, let me just say one thing before I start going here. It you know, I kind of started a little tradition uh, a couple podcasts ago where I'm when I'm not interviewing a band specifically or talking about a particular band, you know, which is usually till wheel. Um, you know, I have something to do with that band sort of the um I'd like to start playing a band like a song of a band that i really really like a lot kind of a current favorite or something like that at the very end of the podcast and tonight i'm very stoked to be playing a song uh, by a band called the dodges of san diego california one of my favorite bands going right now really solid band solid dudes um the dodges are mike kyle alex and pat they're pretty new they just started playing as the dodges in uh twenty sixteen hold on a sec, uh okay, welcome. That was the official uh welcoming beacon Clarion however alarm whatever the fuck you wanna say to the I wanna party with Bob podcast when I burp, it's on um, you know, oh, let me talk about coffee for a minute ha <laughs> ha every time, you know, oh my God, I'm so jittery, wow, uh, that's unique, not to this podcast, apparently. And yes, tonight is brought to you by the fine people at Asahi Brewery, brewing whatever you want to say it. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Asahi Breweries Limited of Japan uh, Earth. So thank you, good people at Asahi, for bringing me into this downward slope of you know mental de- degradation. Um, it's, thank you. It's great. Uh, anyway, Dodges. But one of my favorite bands, man, they're awesome. The song's called Equilibrium. It'll be at the very end of the podcast, so stay tuned for that. So, moving on to the Grand Canyon. Like I said, we were on a trip there, a little vacation, mini vacation, uh, Thanksgiving weekend, November 2018. We uh, going out to Arizona from California is a trip because it's kind of like still a little wild westy. I think in Arizona. And I used to really think, like, Arizona sucks. You know, like, just a bunch of, like, kind of, uh, man, I don't want to talk too much shit because, you know, there's that's kind of deflects from what I'm trying to do here because the Grand Canyon is super, super rad. I had a great time. The people were super nice, except for a couple things that happened on the train. Now, that this is what we did when we <clears throat> planned this whole trip out my wife willow said well let's there's a train that goes from williams arizona to the grand canyon it's like a 2 hour train ride each way they you load up in the morning they roll you out there it takes about 2 hours to get to grand canyon village which is kind of the main tourist spot um of the grand canyon it's on the south rim which is by far like the most popular place for anybody to go you know when you normally like see pictures of the grand canyon and stuff it's from the vantage of the south rim the north rim is way farther away and there's not really many settled or populated areas around there it's in uh it's part of navajo nation typically i think most of it um a lot harder to get to a lot more inaccessible it's only the here's a funny thing like where grand canyon village is it's like i said it's on the south rim of the grand canyon it's really close to williams arizona and flagstaff arizona Uh, You know, it's about, I don't know, maybe an hour, hour and a half drive from Williams, you know, maybe an hour from Williams, hour and a half from Flagstaff, something like that. So pretty easy to get to that. You know, there's this train that goes straight there. I'll get to that in a sec. But if you go to the north rim, it's like a five hour drive, like way out of the way, even though it's only 10 miles from the south rim to the north rim, like as the crow flies. So, and, you know, that's, like, straight across the sky. though. Every fucking crow I see in my neighborhood doesn't fly straight for shit. They're, like, squawking and fighting and, like, pooping and, like... uh, Crows are a trip, man. That's a side note. The train to the Grand Canyon was pretty interesting. Uh, Really cool on the way up until they brought out... The entertainment now you have a hostess that kind of travels between cars, a host and or hostess, and talks about stuff. Oh, the train started here and it did this, and you know this is how blah 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 history, which is cool. I'm I'm into it. I like that kind of stuff for sure. Um, they, they bring out these like jackass entertainer guys who like play fiddles and stomp and sing songs. And the first guy they brought out comes out and goes. Now, how many of you are from California? You know, me being a dumbass. Oh, look at me. Me right here. And he says to us, well, welcome to America. Because apparently California is not a part of the United States of America. You know, these fucking rednecks go, oh, you know, goddamn California, Bunch of commies there. Well, you know, come to find out, these entertainers that work on this train basically work just for tips. Uh, Apparently they either don't get paid any kind of hourly wage or salary or anything like that. They just, they only get paid in their tips, which the hostess reminded us of repeatedly. You fuck it. It's dude. It was like getting fucking spanged on a corner on like telegraph in Berkeley, like nonstop for like two hours. The hostess kept saying, oh, this is my last week of working on the train. And it's been such a great you know 6 months or what you've only worked on this fucking train for 6 months and you're acting like you're retiring after 40 years well she was begging for tips it's these people are so great to be so great if you tip these entertainers singing these fucking hillbilly songs and stomping their feet and talking shit about liberals oh that's funny i'm liberal fuck you so that that was the train oh, god damn it i'm riled up today because of that shit that went down in portland like with these alt-right fucking Nazi pieces of shit, you know, and everybody saying, like, oh, now didn't Trump going, oh, Antifa's like gonna be labeled as a terrorist organization. Are you serious? We're literally labeling the people that are fighting fascists, fighting horrible shit. He's the United States government is officially trying to label them as terrorists. And you know what that means? That means like jail for the rest of your life if you get and it's not even a real organization, dude. We're in a fucked up time, so let's talk about some ghosts. Let's talk about some crazy shit that happens at the Grand Canyon. Get away from our troubles for a little bit, because goddamn, it's things are rough. So the train rolls up to the Grand Canyon, and oh my, you know, you you get off the train, you walk up these stairs, you go across the road, you go into this lodge, and walk through the lodge. Just a short walk, <clears throat> and boom. There it is. And I, my God, it is like the most awe-inspiring thing I've ever seen. I mean, that's the closest I've come to like a spiritual experience of just, whoa, like what is this? It's so gnarly. It's so insanely beautiful. The, I can't even describe it. I mean, you really, if you've never been, you need to go. It is such a, such a crazy, great, amazing place. Well, So let me talk about what inspired me to to talk about ghosts in the Grand Canyon and death in the Grand Canyon was in the gift shop. And yes, you know, when we travel, I am definitely a lurker of the gift shop. I do go looking specifically for books that are about ghosts in the area. You know, that's been something I've been doing for the last couple of years. Whenever we travel, it's a really ghost, very interesting subject to me. You know, I don't like I've said before when I talk about ghosts. I don't know what's on the other side. I don't know what happens when you die. I have no idea. And it, the the whole ghost thing is pretty interesting to me. So I found two books in this gift shop. I found one uh, called "Over the Edge: Death in the Grand Canyon." I go, oh. and now I'm not typically morbid like that. As far as you know, it, it's kind of this. I struggle with this podcast a tiny bit just because I'm not like. I I don't like like true crime stories like there's a fucking thousand true crime podcasts right now. I'm part of a podcast kept podcast excuse me group on Facebook, uh, where you know you, you get it's really cool. I mean you get tips and tricks and you know audio stuff and about blah 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 whatever. But there's one day you know for the on weekends they let you post a link to your podcast and you talk about your podcast a little bit. You get to spam basically otherwise it's all like technical questions and stuff like that there are literally thousands and thousands of true crime podcasts out there stuff about serial killers stuff about murder like it's insane i'm not super into that because i don't like dwelling on the suffering of people to be honest with you that's the way i feel about it i don't like it when my fellow humans suffer because i don't i'm not a sadistic piece of shit and I don't necessarily, you know what? Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that I think that people that do like the true crime stuff are like sadistic or, or weird or crazy. Maybe they are. Oh, I don't know. Let's uh, let's visit Mister Asahi for a minute and see what he thinks. Ah, uh, he thinks he's delicious. That's what, and he's right. He's damn straight. He's right. Uh, yeah. So. So I I got this. I bought the book. I go, yeah, this is pretty interesting. I don't know, you know, because and the reason I, I actually bought it. And this is this is why when we first rolled up and we walk out and look, you can look across areas of the canyon and see, you know, it's it's a fucking long ways down from the south rim from where the very first viewpoint that you get to. It's really, really. I mean, it's like, you know. I don't know, 200 to a thousand feet down in places. It depends on where you're standing. You know, there are gentle slopes and then there's like straight vertical drops. Well, looking out across this vista in a couple different locations, I saw people sitting on the edge, you know, well past the safety and guardrails sitting there, like dangling their feet over like a thousand foot drop. Um, I saw two people standing on a very gnarly precipice, just like standing there taking pictures and shit. They're pretty far away from where I was, uh, because the rangers do frown on that activity, as you'll come to see the longer I talk about this subject. That is not the smartest thing you can do. It tr- you very easily could just fucking fall off and die, because chances are good if you fall from that kind of a height you're gonna the description some of the rangers have used and some of the resources I've used to research this podcast is you know you end up looking like an exploded watermelon at the bottom that's fucking disgusting but it's the truth so I see this you know I see these people standing there and I go oh my this is before I bought the book by the way it it's like oh what the what is wrong with these idiots dude like that, that's the stupidest thing you could possibly do why would you even do that I wouldn't do that I'm terrified of heights by the way completely like I lose my mind when I, I start shaking and oh start sweating cold sweats you know palms get wet like dad's not I can't no I'm heights and me uh-uh no 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 but these people are literally putting their lives on the line to get a better view or get a selfie or picture or something like that. And you know what? Sometimes they they die. And here we are. That's why we're here. So I saw that stuff. And there, there was a couple standing there at that viewpoint that was on the train with us. Um, younger, you know, in their 20s, whatever, like average couple. I don't know, whatever. And I saw them there and I go, I go, you know, you feel a sense of camaraderie when you're just spent two hours being harangued by a redneck about how much California sucks. So on a train, you know, you feel a certain sense of like, oh, you know, hopefully these people are cool and not like these fuck that fucking dickhead. But uh yeah, I don't know. He, I so I said to him, I said, look, look at that. Do you guys see those two people like standing? They're just like if they fall, they're gone. They're dead. And do you know what they said to me? They go, oh we should go do that and the dude's like yeah totally let's let's go find a place where we can do that i was like later well hopefully i'll see you guys on the train later i don't know for sure if i will or not because apparently you guys are fucking morons too like you know i'm sure wow okay oh good go for it so the other book that i found in the gift shop was a book called grand canyon ghost stories and that of course you know piqued my interest right away bought both books uh, started reading them that night in our hotel room both great books i'll get to those at the end i'll also post links on the the podcast website for where you can buy them etc because they're great both are super great books especially the over the edge death in the grand canyon book that is an, an amazing amazing book it's really sad though i will say that because like i said i don't wallow in other people's misery i truly don't like i am not Oh uh, yeah It's gnarly. So, you know, we take the train back, and the train gets robbed, which is a cool thing, like these horse guys on horseback ride up, and they come on board the train, and they rob you. Oh, yeah, robbing you means, you know, they uh, beg for tips from you. So this is a recurring thing with the train ride from Williams, Arizona, to the uh, Grand Canyon. It's called the Grand Canyon Railroad, by the way. I'm not going to bother to link to it because they don't need my help. Um, Like thousands of people ride on this train you know every year or whatever i don't know whatever like it's a cash cow dude because they don't obviously they don't pay the fucking people that work for them jack shit so they live off tips and that sucks man welcome to america yeah hey, fu- exactly assholes you know good for you you've created a the a neo-slave state so <clears throat> instead of begging for like you know scraps of food from the wealthy now they're begging for Dollars from middle class people which is quickly fading by the way thanks socialism's bad Uh uh-huh well yeah it is if you're ultra wealthy you fucking motherfucker that's my end rant thanks so great trip to the Grand Canyon aside from my angry political rantings there uh, I will do a political podcast at some point I'm sure Maybe I'll alienate some people. I don't really care. You know, I'm doing this for me, to be honest with you. Like I have said before, it, with me sitting here talking, it's like I'm literally like, I feel like I'm talking to myself, getting stuff off my chest, and also talking to myself about things I'm interested in. I don't know. I hope you appreciate what I'm saying. You know, listeners, How all 15 of you, that number keeps creeping up just a little bit. Have you noticed that? It does. Just a tiny bit every time I say mention something like that. So the next day we go to... uh we leave the grand canyon we leave williams we go my my father is buried in near phoenix i'm not sure the exact city cuz that whole area kind of confuses the shit out of me but we visited his graveside it, it was a emotional trip for me you know because not only the awe and grandeur and like just majesty of the grand canyon it is it truly it's overwhelming when you see it it's like whoa You know, I'm also visiting my father, who I'm I'm 49 now. I haven't seen him. The last time I saw him, I was 14 years old. So there's that. Um, That was an amazing trip. I would do it again in a heartbeat. And we are going to do a similar trip soon, but we're going to Mesa Verde, which I'll kind of, you know, I'll probably hit on that a little bit later, because the same tribe of Native Americans that lived at Mesa Verde in Colorado, kind of Four Corners area, also inhabited the Grand Canyon a long time ago. So... We're going to take a little break here real quick. I'm going to run a promo for another podcast. Um, It's, you know, we're doing a promo swap, so they're going to run a promo for me. They're apparently based on the East Coast. Don't know too much about them. Uh, It's called the Drive With Us podcast. Uh, The names of the two young ladies who run it are Bhavneet and Taranjeet. And they talk about, you know, commuting and just kind of a lot of stuff in general. So... I'll run that promo for him right now, and we'll be right back to talk a little bit more about the Grand Canyon.
1: Boring commutes are plaguing our world, but not anymore. Two sisters, Bhavni and Taranjeet have taken it upon themselves to combat this problem with the drive with us podcast join them every thursday as they test each other's knowledge so you thought you were done with school but you're not you're still getting graded and guess what we suck. Discover revelations. Touche, isn't it? Like, yeah, it wasn't mean. A shah touche. So you know how shahs are the kings? They have a shah touche, <laughs> a royal touche, and just plain weirdness. Bop it is like that one Indian game that we used to play where you would all sit in a circle. No, one person was in a circle. Wait, wait. <laughs> how can one person sit in a circle? So what are you waiting for? Go to drivewithuspodcast.com to get your free weekly dose of anti-boredom and help us save the commutes of the world. Drive With Us Podcast. Learn a little, laugh a lot.
0: All right, well, I'm back. The uh, nice little interlude for you. That was the Drive With Us Podcast, a little promo for them. So check them out if you'd like to. So let's dive a little bit into the history of the Grand Canyon Uh, Grand Canyon, they think, was formed about five to six million years ago, formed by the Colorado River, cutting this massive gouge in the surface of the earth. That should be a death metal song, by the way. I'm sure it is somewhere by some band whose logo you can't even fucking begin to read. So (coughs) that's how how those guys roll these days, apparently. Uh, They believe that people have inhabited the Grand Canyon Area since the last ice age, uh, about you know twelve. They found relics and artifacts and stuff like that that they believe are about twelve thousand years old. So, uh, the biggest part of the the Grand Can the history of the Grand Canyon, and one of the most important parts in my heart and mind is the history of the Native American peoples that that lived there. It's very interesting. I'm not going to get into it too much right now. Um, I I probably will do some kind of podcast on it fairly soon. Like I said, we're gonna visit uh, Mesa Verde in Colorado here in a couple of weeks, where there's huge like Anasazi ruins. Um, what they call the the ancient. Uh, uh, oh God, oh, I can't even read my own writing, dude. You know that's sad, isn't it? Uh, Pueb- Pueblins. Pueblins. Jesus. <clears throat> Hang on a sec. You know. When you can't even read your own writing, that you're you're pretty fucked. But um, the Anasazi have inhabited kind of the area of the Four Corners and the Grand Canyon for you know thousands and thousands of years ago. They had like a whole civilization in that general area, and they basically just disappeared. Like nobody really knows where they went. They ha- they have an idea. They think they assimilated with other tribes, kind of. Um, the uh, They built these huge cliff dwellings in, like, several areas, one of the biggest of which was, it, was uh, Mesa Verde in Colorado, like I said, like where we're going to go. So I will probably get into that at, at a later date because it's super interesting. Not going to touch too much on it tonight because, you know, we're talking about idiot tourists who, like, fallen into the grand canyon and then also um the ghosts of said people who are like still looking for their iphone because when you're dead i don't think that like find my phone app works you can't if you don't <coughs> yeah so <coughs> excuse me the um so the ancestral uh puebloans or the Anasazi, which, by the way, Anasazi is kind of a derogatory term to what they call uh, contemporary Puebloans, as the Navajo, the word Anasazi is a Navajo word, which it depends on who you ask, apparently, what that word means. It can mean ancient enemy, or it can mean ancient people, or ancient ones. So the the modern day Puebloans don't really like that word. And I get it. You know, it's like if you're rolling around and somebody, you know, like, Oh, Hey, you know, I'm like of Scottish descent or whatever. Like, and you meet somebody who's, who's English and they say, Oh yeah, yeah. You know, we're ancient enemies. Well, would you want to be friends with somebody like that? Probably not. I would guess. Regardless, um, (sighs) The here's an interesting thing about the Anasazi to me, and I sh- probably shouldn't refer to them as Anasazi just because, like I said, it's kind of to them to the the modern day you know uh, leftovers of this once like very large and very advanced tribe in North America. Um, they don't appreciate that word, but it's so much easier to say than Puebloans like. To me, I I still don't feel like I'm really pronouncing it right. Maybe I am, maybe I'm not. I I hope to get more info on that soon, and we'll get back to you. So the Anasazi were said to have come out of a gate uh, that led to the underworld, to and from apparently, because they came out of it and into the Grand Canyon. And maybe, just maybe, they might have gone back through that gate when they disappeared. So they came in, built all this shit, said, all right, well... We don't really like this place that much. I guess you know, tired of deer meat. Let's go back to the underworld where we can eat like imp or demon meat or something. I, I don't know, I don't know what they did or why. But regardless, uh, they uh, next in line. You know, it, as far as anthropologists and stuff have figured out, the uh, the the Peut tribe. The Navajo, the Zuni, and the Hopi tribes all uh, dwelled in and resided in the Grand Canyon area, like down in the canyon, up on the, the flat area up on top. Uh, th- people have been living there for like thousands and thousands of years. The, the latest tribe to claim the area of the Grand Canyon as their ancestral home are the Havasupe. Uh, they say, you know, they, they've they been living in that area for the last 800 years. <clears throat> so, like with everything else regarding the Native Americans in the United States of America, when they made the Grand Canyon a forest preserve in 1893, um, the federal government took the land from the Havasupi. They said, oh, yeah, you don't need it. You know, I know. Yeah, we know. You know, you guys have lived here forever. But who gives a shit? We need to build like a hotel and a McDonald's right where your most sacred religious site is. So you get the fuck out. Yeah. And you wonder why there are ghosts there. You know, that's OK. This is why I played a night at Bald Mountain at the very beginning of the podcast, because simply, you know, that's my favorite Disney cartoon, by the way. It's it's rat. You know, this giant demon rises up. It's Chernobog. That's like a, a Slavic uh, demon or god. Um, it rises up out of this mountain and all these ghosts and stuff are flying around. They get dispelled by the light when it comes to yada yada. So my thought is, you know, I we Lovecraft got it all wrong. You know, his writings said at some point, like the old ones at Cthulhu were going to rise up from wherever they've been sleeping for aeons. And wipe out humanity and reclaim the earth as their own. No, 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 no. <clears throat> uh the native the spirits of angry Native Americans are going to rise up and kill every single one of us, which we would wholeheartedly deserve considering what we did to them. So that's, you know, here we go. Here's my I I just want them to know I'm on their side hundred percent. Like, fuck, I was born here. It's not my fault. I'm sorry. I didn't I didn't come here and kill any buddy I didn't do shit I was just born in New Jersey and ended up in San Diego somehow some way and you know you guys have far more rights to this land than we do you know oh far far more so when those when those angry you know massive old gods rise up and just kill everything and everybody in just because they're still pissed I would be too uh you know please just Go listen to this podcast and hear my words and realize that I'm on your team. Okay. Okay. Well, we got that out of the way. <coughs> so in 1975, the Havasupe got uh, a lot of their land back because there was a lot of public pressure that was brought on the federal government to say, like, hey, like, you can't just do this to these people. They've been living here like way, way longer than we have give them their shit back like this is stupid so they did they got most of the north rim i believe is like navajo nation now i don't know where the javasupe like fit into this whole thing but they did get a lot of their territory back which is like a small consolation you know it's like a reparation thing it's pretty stupid but regardless um let's talk about the europeans that came in and raped and pillaged and brought the the goodness of of our Lord Jesus Christ, who apparently their version was like, oh, you know, burn the the Native American that looks at you funny, because that's what God would do. That's not what, you know, you guys read this fucking uh, total other Bible than the one that I've looked at, because they're, fuck them, man, fuck those people. I don't even want to talk about those people. I swear to God, dude, colonization and all that shit, uh, dude, it's brutal stuff. It's not, I'm not cool with it. Regardless, here we go. Let's talk about them, these assholes, for a little bit. Uh, the first Europeans to hit the Grand Canyon were the Spanish um, that Hopi guides led them to. See, here, look at this great view. Ooh, that was like in the 1500s. Um, the next, it was several hundred years before more European settlers came in, and uh, a guy by the name of Joseph Ives and John Newberry. And John Newberry was a geologist, they were on a mapping expedition of the Colorado River. That was in eighteen fifty eight. John Newberry was the first geologist to explore the canyon, which is big because the the levels and you know, the strata of um different rock formations and stuff, you can see like all through the ages, all up and down the you know, the canyon walls. And I'm no geologist. I don't know I can't I don't even know the difference between granite and marble, to be honest with you. Um and don't really care either, to be honest with you. But that's, um, yeah, totally beside the point here. So let's move on from there. Yeah. In um, the 1880s uh, is when people started settling, you know, other than the Native Americans started settling in the Grand Canyon. And what they did You know, they started building houses and stuff and they were mostly there for mining purposes. They were looking for copper and different metals and stuff like that, because that was, you know, when that's one of the main reasons we expanded out to the the West from the East of the United States was to to get rich more or less. So, yeah, American dream and all that good stuff. Uh, In 1893, President Benjamin Harrison granted federal protection to the Grand Canyon. So that was another big step towards it becoming a national park at some point, and we're getting there. Um, In 1901, the Santa Fe Railroad built a line that ran from Flagstaff to the Grand Canyon and would draw people off at Grand Canyon Village, which is when it really began its life as a tourist destination. So that's really when kind of the modern age of the Grand Canyon came to be. Uh, was when the tourists starting in there going there money, tourism, yada, yada. <coughs> Excuse me in nineteen nineteen, the Grand Canyon became a national park. That was three years after President Woodrow Wilson created the National Park Service. and that was one of the greatest things that's ever happened in this country because that that gives these lands, these areas protections from people to come in and like drill for oil and do all this other nasty shit that would destroy the beauty of, of this land, which is, you know, the United States, as much shit as I talk about the government and stuff like that here and there, um, on my podcast, which isn't that often, to be honest with you, and I'm trying to keep it fairly neutral and just stick to what I know and love. And that's what it's all about. Um, that the national park service does protect a lot of very beautiful natural resources that should never be touched and left, you know, like they say, take nothing but pictures, right? So I agree with that statement. Um, Nowadays, you know, about 5 million people a year go to the Grand Canyon. And I don't blame them because I would say, I'll say it over and over again, if you get a chance to go, go. It is so, so incredible. Um, You know, let's start talking about some of the good stuff here. And not so good. I mean, the deaths in the Grand Canyon, it, it's not good. It's really not. It's really sad, to be honest with you. But it's interesting in its own way. So this will be about as close as I ever come to a true crime podcast. You know, And it's not even crime. It's like just schmucks that don't know better than to jump over a rail that says, like, do not cross this line. You will fucking die. And they're like, no, I won't. And You know, a minute later, oh, they're dead. <coughs> So after a visit to Captain Asahi, we'll get right to that. Oh, Captain, that's a boat I would sail on any time. Any time you're heading out of harbor. The deaths in the Grand Canyon are first part of the deaths and ghosts segment of the podcast. First of all, this is something I want to get out of the way before I even talk about people dying in the Grand Canyon is um, there are several suicides in, and have been over the course of time like many many people committing suicide in the Grand Canyon. Um, suicide is not I am something that's horrible. It's devastating to the people that are left behind when someone commits suicide. It, suicide is Completely preventable, just like all the deaths in the Grand Canyon. For the vast majority of them, were completely preventable. Um, I think suicide is the absolute worst course of action anyone can take, the worst decision anyone can make in their life. So I just want to throw this out there right now. You know, I'm not going to talk about suicide in the Grand Canyon because I, I don't want it to seem like there's any kind of endorsement for suicide or. I don't find suicide interesting. I find suicide fucking straight-up horrible, Um, devastating. I've had several friends. I've lost several friends through suicide. I've lost you know, a a dearly beloved family member. My grandmother committed suicide, and I don't... I wish to God there was some way I could have stopped that. So let's just say this. Uh, If you are hurting and thinking about suicide and you're listening to this, don't do it, period. If you need to talk to me... You can email me, Bob, at bob.com I will talk back to you. I'll get your phone number, whatever you want to do. I'm more than happy to talk to you. If I can help you in any way and you're suicidal or having suicidal thoughts, get at me, okay? Because fuck suicide is the worst thing in the world. Um, if you don't want to reach out in that way, you can call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline, which is, the phone number is 800-273-8255 don't do it in any way shape or form you know i'm again that's all i'm going to say about suicide in in this episode it, regarding deaths in the grand canyon i i'm not cool with it whatsoever <clears throat> okay moving on so about 12 people a year on average die at the grand canyon um nearly 800 people since they've been tracking these numbers since I believe since it became a national park is they've been tracking how many people die in the Grand Canyon a year Uh, that does not count suicides because like I said we're not talking about that Um, what do you think it would be the number one cause of death in the Grand Canyon you know my thought would be well even though I've researched it okay you know it's I'm trying to go back to before I even looked into any of this stuff what do you think the number one cause? My my thought would be, oh, well, falling in, you know, being stupid, jumping over the rail, whatever, to take a picture or just get a closer look and you fall. Okay. No, that is not the number one cause of death at the Grand Canyon. Aircraft crashes are the number one cause of deaths in the Grand Canyon. Isn't that crazy? Like it's weird. Well, here's one reason why. Um, Two commercial flights crashed above the Grand Canyon on June 30th in 1956. Uh, it was a TWA flight and a United flight, and they were both coming out of L.A. They collided in midair, and it killed 128 people in, in one shot. So what happened was, uh, well, another interesting thing. At that time, that was the deadliest air crash to date in the United States, like the biggest, you know, they've been, definitely been worse since then. But at that time, that was the gnarliest crash that that there had been. Uh, <clears throat> what happened, you know, these planes took off, and they were both they're flying at different altitudes. They both took off from L.A., like fairly close to the same time. They hit the Grand Canyon. The one plane that was lower hit a bunch of turbulence, so they radioed in that they were going to get up, fly get up to like 21,000 feet. They were at like 19,000 feet. The other plane was also at 21,000 feet. Visibility was bad, really bad weather. Boom. Both planes crashed 128 people. Dude, that's fuck that. That's gnarly. And most recently in 2018, uh, tour plane crashed and that killed five people. Um, that wasn't very long ago. And I kind of vaguely remember that from the news, but yeah, that sucks, man. What a way to go. Like you're just like, Oh dude, this is awesome. Like we're flying around the grand Canyon. Oh, cool. Oh fuck. Boom. You are done. You're dead. So yeah, no, no, not, I don't like to dwell on that. That's why I'm not really that comfortable with this part of the podcast. We're getting to the little better stuff. So, okay. So like my thought was, well, the first most common way to die that people would die in the grand Canyon is falling off the edge. Well, Falls are actually the second most common cause of death. Um, and what do most people die of? You know, not just walking down the trail and it collapses and you fall in. No, it's from getting too close to the edge and trying to take a goddamn selfie. If that's not a statement about modern life, I don't know what is. Like, you know, it's like you see if you are if you're on Twitter, Instagram, facebook whatever the selfie 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 like oh look at me in my car like and then you know you see like you look in the background and there's like fucking 50 mcdonald's bags behind this chick who's got like gnarly painted on eyebrows and shit it's fuck, it's weird man right the selfie culture is weird i'm totally part of it though. i i just made like a new sticker design that's a selfie of my face Which is good. That's totally different, though, because that's me and I'm awesome, you know. So that's, yeah, no, no, no issue there. That's, that's totally cool. But yeah, that's, that's the second most common cause of death is people getting too close to the edge because they're trying to take a goddamn picture. So, like I said at the very beginning, you know, I saw, how many people did I say I saw? I saw like four people right on the edge, dangling their feet over, standing right there, like taking, like, dude. You guys are gonna fucking die man you're so stupid in those two people I talked to saying like oh we should do that oh no you not if you want to live you shouldn't do that no don't be so stupid like or go ahead I mean Darwin's law man I guess not a proponent of it I'm a big believer in second chances third fourth fifth whatever you want to say like we all do stupid stuff but don't be that stupid like I'm not that stupid, but I'm terrified of heights, so I have a, a legitimate reason from staying away. Like, oh no! And you know, one of the other the reasons why people fall off the edge when they get close to it, it's because they start getting like dizzy and oh, they get like vertigo and they they lose their equilibrium. Which is the song of the that I'm playing by the dodges at the very end of this, by the way. Um, yeah, they lose and they they just fucking pitch forward and fall in. Like oh how's that to die like god going down what would you be thinking like oh what did i do like how could i be this stupid like splat jesus i can't yeah i don't i mean i don't want to die period you know i wish i was immortal that'd be pretty awesome i think as long as i had money to no i don't whatever i mean you know if you couldn't die you didn't have to eat so you could still like cruise around and like just hang out at the beach or go wherever you want and not worry about dying I guess right I mean fuck I don't want to die period but anyway that I'm just saying like as these people are falling down what's going through their head like oh fuck I'm a massive idiot you know splat oh my I left the stove on splat oh like I didn't pay splat anyways (coughs) the next uh you know reasons that people die in the grand canyon in order of um you know from highest to lowest would be uh heat and cold like hypothermia or heat exhaustion heat stroke uh drowning in the colorado river is next and after that murder quite a few people have been murdered in the grand canyon that go listen to your favorite true crime podcast about that you're not going to hear it from i want to party with bob that's for damn sure Let's talk about three of the most you know, noteworthy deaths that, that I've read about. Uh, and these are pretty silly, too. So, Richard Pena of Los Angeles, in January of 1985, he stepped over a safety rail. Um, it was wintertime, you know, it's January. That snows a lot at the Grand Canyon. Um, he stepped in a pile of snow And there was nothing basically but air beneath him. He fell to his death. Uh, His son, as he stepped over the rail, said to him, you know, I don't know how old his son was, but he said, hey, dad, don't don't do that. The sign says don't go over the rail. And and this guy, Richard Pena, said to him, well, you got to take some chances sometimes and fucking fell several hundred feet and dead. So there's a reason there are signs on the rails and you should probably respect that. I, I, you know, when it says like, I don't respect like no skateboarding signs, like fuck you really, that's just some asshole that owns a shopping center, like trying to keep you from living your goddamn life. But when there's a safety rail or a rail and there's like a thousand foot drop in front of you and it says, do not go over this. Cause you, you might die. You should, you sh- definitely should listen to that. Uh, Speaking of selfies, uh, a guy by the name of uh, John Hastrick of London, England. Merry old England. Oh, hello. My name's John Hastrick. Apparently, I'm some kind of a, uh, uh, what do they call that accent? Chutney? I ah, fuck, whatever. Doesn't matter. Dude was 20 years old. Died on April 27th, 1981. He climbed, He. this is notable because this guy was an extra dumbass, um, he climbed over one of, they have a lot of like low rock walls. I don't know, they're about probably three feet tall, kind of surrounding the whole thing. And there are taller rails. But this guy climbed over one of those rock walls, had his camera out and was walking backwards. Um. Apparently, this is the first selfie that resulted in death in 1981. I don't, maybe there had been more before that. Excuse you. Um. I don't know. This is probably, to me, this is like the first recorded death by selfie. So he's walking backwards. After he climbed over this wall, walk, 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 walk. He fell 330 feet, and of course, he died. That's a long way up. You know, that's roughly like 33 stories. I mean, I guess. I'm not a height, you know, engineer, science guy. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, You know, call in. Oh, wait, hang on call no nope, there's no phone line on the i want it's not live so <clears throat> yeah first dumbass to die by selfie it's still sad i'm sorry i shouldn't really talk shit about it because it is pretty sad but still it's kind of funny because that's dude that's you especially dumb when you do something like that like should he still be around like he would have done something else just as dumb like like oh look i'm gonna Touch this crocodile's teeth he's in Egypt you know in the Nile like yeah that well, I'll do it hey take a picture of me do it chomp you fuck later this story actually is really sad but it, it's important because this ties into our next phase of the podcast uh the Qualls family they're from Texas they were visiting in the 1950s um Five-year-old James Qualls, his little brother, Harold Qualls, who is 15 months old. But, yeah, this really is like a sad story, man. It But it truly does bum me out. And the story, the ghost story that follows this is actually, like, really gave me the creeps. So these little boys are on a family vacation. Their dad, uh, Frank Qualls, parked their car to go to, like, a viewpoint and take a picture. And this, like I said, is in the 1950s, so... It wasn't nearly as like built up and safety stuff. And, you know, we were still definitely the 50s. You know, they didn't even have, there were no car seats for kids back then. Most cars didn't even have seat belts. So people were like, fuck it. I don't want to live. Who cares? Drive 90, die. So (coughs) I guess, fuck, I guess. I don't know. You know, it just seems weird. They hadn't figured it out yet. Like, oh, this thing barrels down the road at like 100 miles an hour and you don't, Restrain yourself like you I mean, you're gonna fuck yeah, you die when you get in a car crash. You get a car crash in the parking lot of a supermarket, you're dead back then, you know. So this dad, this Frank Qualls guy, parks her car, gets out. Oh, uh, he didn't set the parking brake, okay? Now keep in mind where they stopped, there's no guardrail around this viewpoint, okay? It's a dirt parking lot. He doesn't set the parking brake, he puts a transmission in gear. He sends. He goes up to the viewpoint. He sends this other kid that's with him, a family friend, a ten-year-old Kenneth Dull, worst last name ever. Like, how'd you like to go through your life being named like, hey, Mister Dull? Um, yeah, I can imagine he probably talks like that. Yeah, I guess, like really sad and dull. Anyway, he sends this ten-year-old kid to get a camera out of the car. Well, the second this this Kenneth Dull kid grabs a door handle, the car starts rolling. The car rolled about twenty-five feet before it just went straight over the edge and fell over a thousand feet, burst into flames when it hit the ground, and both little boys died. So that's sad as shit, man. Like that seriously like bums me out to read that. Now we're getting to the ghost stuff. And this is this is creeped this story creeped me out i kind of left like the creepiest for the very first one because it's the most interesting kind of the most creepy um these two little boys you know five-year-old and 15-month-old kid um the area where they plummeted off of the canyon is now like a more official like lookout area with a paved parking lot um They say these two little boys haunt that area. People that park there have heard them running and laughing and playing. And there's a story about a guy who's, like, stayed the night in this lot in his camper in, like, the 70s, right? And he gets woken up around 1 in the morning, and he hears, like, little kids running around playing. So he gets out, and he looks out, and he sees, like, two little boys, like, running and playing. And he's like, hey, like, what are you guys doing out this late? And no reply or anything, you know? He goes, fuck, maybe, I don't know, that's weird, they must be camping somewhere nearby. So he goes back to bed, and then close to his camper, he hears like giggling,
2: ah,
0: that's creepy. Um, And so he looks out again, and he sees these little boys like running around playing and stuff, and he's like, oh, okay, this is weird. So he gets out of the camper, and they start going towards the edge of the canyon, right? And... He starts yelling like, hey, 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 you got help. You kids, stop, stop. Don't get close to that. You know, whoa, whoa, whoa. And they hold hands and boom, disappear over the edge of the canyon, gone. And that is gnarly. Like, wow. So they're like reliving essentially their descent into the canyon, you know, like, oh, my God. Uh, And it's so sad, man, because they're just babies. They're just little kids, dude. That is so sad, but creepy as shit. So let's talk about something that's not ghostly for the next phase here. Um, UFOs in the canyon, and this is a pretty interesting story. Not a big UFO guy, though. It is very, very interesting to me, but um, not super into it. I haven't read a lot about it. Supposedly, supposedly, years ago, they found a UFO at the bottom of the Grand Canyon. Um, You know, some science dudes dated this thing and said you know whoa this is from like 2000 BC how they came up with that number i don't know magic yeah maybe science is kind of magic um the ufo is still in pretty good shape well yeah here comes mr government you know mr big government here to you know tax us and take away ufos um so i've moved from like talking shit about anti government people to like talking shit about the government itself i'm obviously a pretty confused individual maybe i don't I don't know yeah the uh ufo was taken to a secret location most likely area 51 because you know if all those video game nerds that were supposed to go out there recently and storm it and like find what was there you know all like five of them that still lived in their mom's like garage or whatever um that never happened i guess <coughs> but yeah so it's that UFO is gone. It now, it was near an area called Comanche Point, which is down by the Colorado River. Um, the weird thing about this UFO story is, in that general area, they you know what the theory is that the aliens that were on board this UFO um, had were they crashed, landed here, and couldn't get home, so they started living in the canyon. And there are paintings and caves in that general area where this UFO was found. That show like bulbous headed humanoid figures mixed in with like normal human sized figures. Um, that kind of indicates, well, there were aliens among like the old Native Americans that lived in the canyons. So, whoa. What's the theme to um, X Files? Go do, 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 do. I can't do it. But uh, yeah, that theme should be playing right now. You know, I'm not editing that shit in. I'm almost done here. Dude, it's like I'm almost talking for an hour. Okay. Uh, next there was a honeymooning couple and this isn't really a ghost story. This is more of like a mystery. So I totally lied. I only told one ghost story so far, one UFO story. Now I'm talking about a mysterious disappearance where there was no trace ever found of the, the this couple that disappeared other than their possessions and their boat. So here we go. Um, The hides. they were honeymooners. They were going on a trip down the Colorado River in the autumn of 1928. They built their own boat. They launched it on October 20th of 1928 uh, in the Green River, I believe, in Utah. They got to the Colorado, hiked up the canyon, went to Grand Canyon Village after they had already been, you know, sailing down these rivers for 26 days they were on their honeymoon. Can you imagine that? Going on a honeymoon for this is like just the beginning of the trip, too. For almost a month? That's like European style socialism there. That's the kind of shit I can get behind though. What are you doing on your honeymoon? Uh, you know, I'm take like three months off of work and have a great time with my wife. Yeah. Um, why don't we do that now? Because we're stupid. That's why. And people suck and, you know, like you know nazi corporate america can suck both my nuts fuck you so but back then apparently you could do stuff like this oh you can now too you just have to sell every possession you have and have been saving for like 10 years you know yeah good times um so they go up to grand canyon village the um the wife of the honeymooning pair uh Went up to a young girl that she met in Grand Canyon Village. Her name was Edith Hyde, by the way. Um, She met a young girl up there that was a family member of somebody that owned a hotel. And she was dressed all fancy. had really nice shoes. And she told this girl, looked at her and said, "Hmm, "Like, I wonder if I'll ever wear shoes like that again. Pretty shoes. And no, she would not because... uh, By the way, the husband's name was Glenn Hyde. Uh, so Glenn and Edith Hyde were last seen on November 18th of 1928. Somebody took their picture down at their boat. They went down, back down after the shoe incident, back down to the river to continue their journey down the Colorado. A guy took their picture on November 18th, 1928, and they vanished without a trace. The boat itself and all their possessions that were on the boat were found on December 1st in 1928. The bodies have never been found. Now, here's my theory. This is where it gets good. Not Alex Jones InfoWars bullshit conspiracy good because that's none of that shit's good. Those guys can fucking go fuck themselves because they're full of shit. So all they're doing is trying to stir up all the Nazis to bring about a new like a fourth Reich or some bullshit. You can fuck him and fuck them. All those guys that worked for InfoWars can fuck them. You got that's on tape right now, or on digital. What we're on digital, yeah, digital. Anyways, uh, <clears throat> this is more. My theory is more like a, um, you know, Art Bell kind of conspiracy stuff, which is rad. It was a, the best thing as a touring band in the nineties. You know, even though we didn't tour that much, whatever. Here, here we go. Yeah. He, oh, he's gonna talk about fucking tilt wheel again. He doesn't ever know how to shut up about tilt wheel. That's true too. Uh, Art Bell is the best thing you could ever listen to. It's great. Coast to coast, baby. That's it. My thought is, you know, they say the Anasazi came out from a gate to the underworld in the Grand Canyon. My thought is these hide people inadvertently, they did find their tracks on shore. Like, they, they like, got out of their boat and were walking, and the tracks just disappeared, and there's no trace of them. They found the gate to the underworld. Maybe the underworld's a rad place. Maybe there's, like, saucer of ice cream and, like, you know— all the like Nintendo Switch you can play or something. I meant burritos. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, all over it. You know, as long as uh Commander Asahi was there, Commander, I salute you right now. Uh, yeah, I'll take I'll take orders from that guy anytime. Uh so yeah, the hides disappeared without a trace. No ghost stories from them. You know, but Still creepy as shit. So, hey, we're done. Boy, I'm almost at the hour mark. Well, I I had a lot I had a lot of notes on this one. That's good. I had a good time talking about this. So, uh, you know, at the very, very end, I'm going to play a song by the Dodges. Like I said, one of my favorite San Diego bands right now. I hope you enjoy it. It's called Equilibrium. It's a beautiful song. Um, Don't forget what I said about suicide earlier. If you are suicidal or depressed or anything like that, reach out to me, Bob at IWantAPartyWithBob.com. I'll gladly talk to you if you have any problems. Uh, I mean that I can help with, I don't know. You know, I hope if you're listening to this, you enjoy the sound of my voice. I like to talk. Um, yeah, don't commit suicide. It, fuck, it sucks, dude. It sucks for everybody, especially you. Um, especially there are far more people that love you in this world than not. Trust me. It's, it's really true. Um, really my biggest inspiration for this were the two books. Um, grand canyon ghost stories is the title of the book by deb branning that's on uh, riverbend publishing and over the edge death in the grand canyon by michael p giglieri and thomas m myers that's from puma press i will leave links to them on the website on the podcast page they're awesome books they're great you know really fun to read sad for sure the Ghost Book is definitely like a lot more interesting. The well, they're both super interesting, but uh, check those out if you get a chance. Um, short note: Hey, I have shirts for sale on the website. If you'd like to be um, looking good, you know, this end of summer, Labor Day barbecue, nothing could look better on you than an "I Want to Party with Bob" podcast shirt. I think. And I'll have stickers soon, buttons. Yeah, yeah, yada, yada, commercialism. Yeah, let's do it. Merchandise keeps us alive. That's a Fugazi song, by the way. Um, Yeah, big thank you to the people who wrote those two books and also the World Wide Web for the other information I got. Listen to this Dodges song. It's fucking phenomenal. I love them. Um, Thanks for listening tonight. I had a great time. Appreciate it. And we'll catch you guys on the next one.
2: Sure, it's looking short and we're going Let's just what's down from up a trench